0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame welcome to grumpy old geeks i'm jason de and I'm Brian Gelmeister. Welcome back from your vacation, Brian.
1: I'm tired. Uh, yeah, we, t- we took a bit of a farewell California trip last week, which coincided with the pandemic's over. We're opening up July or June 15th or whatever date it was. And boy, oh boy, are we open.
0: Yep, um, we are very, very much open.
1: <laughs> not a mask was seen, really. Um, sat at a bar and ordered a beer from a bartender. I have oh. not done that in a year and four months, five months. Like ye olden times. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty done, um, which I, you know, I'm, I have to admit, I had a moment when I was walking around and saw people everywhere living their lives. I actually got a bit emotional. I was like, holy shit,
0: man, I miss <laughs> living. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. So, yeah, hopefully it all goes well. We'll see. All right.
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed. I like it how it is now. Let's stay with that.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. So yeah, and then I came back and then looked at the calendar and realized, holy shit, I'm moving soon. I got a lot of work to do.
0: Yes, you are. Very soon. We'll see how that goes.
1: At some point, I'll be taking a brief break from the podcast, but we still got to dial in those dates. So
0: Yeah, that would help because I need to go on a co-host hunt. Yeah, well, start the hunt. (laughs) I need some dates so I know what to tell them. (laughs) Get on that schedule, my friend, schedule. All right. And we
1: got a little bit of follow-up and feedback. Barrett wrote uh, from the I Hope Elon Doesn't Say Anything Bad About Bitcoin Now file. This is a, a link from Coindesk. It's official. El Salvador's legislature votes to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Woo! Yep. So the uh, president over there decided, hey, let's uh, let's try to boost financial inclusion in a country where only 30% of citizens have access to financial services, but apparently anybody can buy some goddamn Bitcoin. Well, that's, uh, it, and this that's, was announced no, in age- That's
0: the promise of Bitcoin, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And he announced this in a Twitter space conversation. <laughs> like, Jeez. as one does.
0: Oh, this world is fucked up. Isn't it, though?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the big head scratcher for me on this one is that a government uh, announces something in a Twitter space conversation. So uh, they, he said that users won't necessarily have to use a government wallet. Mm hmm. And uh, they said in the conversation that they're designing a new law that would grant permanent residency to any individual who invests 3 BTC into El Salvador's economy. So if you ever wanted to be an El Salvadorian citizen, Now's the your chance. bar just got
0: much lower. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> sub-hundred grand right there. I don't know any country that will let you in for that.
1: Yeah, uh, so the bill was was just passed and it will mandate all businesses except Bitcoin for goods or services. But the government will act as a backstop for entities that aren't willing to take on the risk of a volatile cryptocurrency. That should be all of you because, yes, <laughs> that, uh, you know, when you have a $10,000 swing in a day in the value of something, it's really hard to gauge how much that ice cream you just bought really cost.
0: Yeah, that could be the cheapest ice cream ever or the most expensive ice cream ever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, the government will set up a trust at the Development Bank of El Salvador to instantly convert Bitcoin to U.S. dollars, and it will assume merchants' risks. It will hold about $150 in dollars, which doesn't seem quite enough for an entire country that is now going to be using Bitcoin, but okay. Uh, When this was announced, Bitcoin rose 10% on the news, but has since crashed well below that level. In fact, most (laughs) of crypto is currently in a free fall right now.
0: Yes, it is. Time to hodl. Hodl. Yep. (laughs) Hodl. (laughs) Hodl. (laughs) oh my god yeah that's interesting so yeah see how that goes and uh we'll
1: see how that goes and neil wrote in if there ever was an nft i'd be willing to buy it might be this one i hope he makes millions from it and this is tim berners lee who has decided to auction off his original code for the web as an nft now he's never made any money from inventing the web that we all use uh he he basically gave it away so you know i hope he does make some money off this this is an nft that i gather is somewhat worthy just a, it's kind of like a lifetime achievement award
0: yeah i think he might be a little late i don't know if you've yeah. noticed the nft market is kind of i don't know in the shitter I, I have noticed
1: that uh just from following on twitter uh some of the people that i follow have been pimping nfts hard on twitter and um for a long time and they're kind of sort of but not really admitting that it's over i saw a couple people post that they haven't sold shit for weeks now
0: yeah, I I this is the timeline that I envisioned when we first started talking about it. A couple months mm-hmm. and it's done. Yep.
1: So yep, it's done. So, you know, I still say that we'll see kind of just uh sports memorabilia in particular. Uh, you know, that'll probably still keep on going as NFTs because it's just like trading cards or whatnot. But uh man, you people that thought that uh, you're gonna be able to put your music as NFTs and put your photos as NFTs and you're gonna make bank for the first time in your life, nope. Well, if you hey, some people did good for them they got in some people did yes yeah got in got out yeah yeah and finally Adelante wrote wrote in as well hey guys love the show thought of you too when i saw this turns out movie pass was run by bigger jerks than even you guys thought and this is a link from vox movie pass was even shadier than we thought i would like to point out (laughs) were they really not shadier (laughs) than we thought
0: exactly i'm like (laughs) we pretty much knew how fucking shady they were from the get-go go Go back and listen to the old episodes
1: Go back and listen to the old episodes. Uh, This article gets into all the sorts of things that we were talking about at the time as they were uncovered. They are exactly the big jerks that we thought they were. So they were doing things like, uh, you know certain movies would be subject to premium fees your passwords were being reset thanks to some kind of unauthorized activity on your account if you were actually you know using their service and then it would take forever for you to be able to reset your account passwords uh, you know after you know all the movies are gone and uh yeah it just uh, it was complete they they fucked with everybody they completely fucked with the system because oh my god, we just realized
0: our business model doesn't work. Don't forget the location tracking uh, kerfuffle with them too. Oh, they yes. wanted to track your <laughs> track your drive to the theater so they could sell you to the, you know, the restaurants on the way. To, yep. To do yeah. discounts and crap like that without your permission, of course.
1: Of course, because that's how it works.
0: In the news. Well, Brian, we are in the middle of the clubhouseification of social media, aka <laughs> sucks for no- clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, sucks for clubhouse for sure. Uh, that early mover advantage really didn't turn out the way you thought it was, did it? You know, well,
1: it doesn't anymore, right? This is the one thing that we've really learned, and and you know, I hate to say it again, but perhaps there should be some government regulation on big tech at this point because there is no early mover uh, advantage anymore. They don't even buy you anymore.
0: They just say, eh, okay, we'll build that. Well, they're not allowed to buy you anymore. There's yeah, therein true. lies the rub, you know. So they yeah. can just make it. And but here's the thing: it's okay. So here's the deal: Facebook has launched live audio rooms. Uh, please, somebody in marketing, get fired over that one, because what
1: you don't you don't want to get a, hop on a Facebook Lar with me, Jason?
0: Yeah, let's go laring. I'd rather go. <laughs> I'd rather go watch people LARP in the park. It's way more fun. But yeah, so this is uh, only for iOS and just a few public figures and select groups. Um, Hmm. So that's coming along with podcasts in Facebook, too, which we've kind of chuckled at before. Whatever. We we connected it. If you want to listen to us on Facebook so you never leave seeing the ads, you can. But it says it's only with an initial set of U.S. podcast partners. I don't know why they had everybody sign up for it. If they're not going to use it yet, I don't get Collect
1: it. the data, collect the data, collect, collect the data. The data.
0: Yeah. yeah. Probably just figuring it out as they go <laughs> a little late to the party, Facebook. And uh, here's here. this is going to this is my fun one here. Clubhouse is building a DM text chat feature. OK, how long do you think that should take? Uh, well, it should have been done in like 20 <laughs> minutes. Yep. <laughs> but here's the deal. Everybody is, it's just, they're, they're just stealing features from everybody else. So there's this giant homogenization of all of the social networks doing the same shit over and over again. I am mm-hmm. so tired of nobody coming up with a single new idea. Clubhouse is not a new idea. DMs for a back channel, certainly not a new idea. We used to do that with IRC, you know, yep. back in the day. We even had. And, and this is what we even had. We had a um, one of those LED screens, uh, Joey Ito bot or Joey bot or whatever it was. And we could, we would uh, type into the IRC channel at a conference and things would pop up on the, the little LCD screen so you could mock the people on the stage. It was great. That was the best use of a back channel. This is just chat. And in Clubhouse, all that is is a webinar with no video. That's all it is. So yeah. None of this stuff is revolutionary. It's not even evolutionary. It's no. it's de devo- de-evolutionary. It's de evolutionary. It's it's the devoification of social media.
1: Well, I mean, it's understandable why Clubhouse did it because everybody kind of figured out that Clubhouse is not really an app in and of itself. It's a feature of other apps. Yes. So now Clubhouse is adding the features of the apps that they didn't have to all be the exact same thing.
0: Next on Clubhouse stories. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. It is. Of course it's coming. Well, no, I don't think they'll be around long enough. Yeah, they're not going to make it long enough. (laughs) I don't think they're going to make it long enough. Uh, And I love this one. Google seeks to break vicious cycle of online slander. Now, Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Huh. How's that going? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Since Google kind of causes
1: most of the cycles of online slander.
0: The company plans to change its search algorithm to prevent websites which operate under domains like badgirlreport.date and predatorsalert.us from appealing or from appearing in the list of results when someone searches for a person's name. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, this is they just used SEO against you. Yeah. That's all it is. Look,
1: you you search for anybody and you'll get the kind of alarming. Well, flat out lying results like check for known uh, you know, police reports and and you know, court cases and all that sort of stuff. And then you have to pay to find out that the person that you were searching for actually hasn't done anything and doesn't have any court cases and doesn't have any arrest reports. So, yeah,
0: this has been in there forever. Yes. Is Brian Schulmeister a felon? <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's like, I, I'm going to pay $30 to find out Betteridge was right again. No, he wasn't a felon. <laughs> I love this. I doubt it will be a perfect solution. Certainly not right off the bat, but I think it really should have a significant and positive impact, said David Graff, Google's vice president for global policy and standards and trust and safety. We can't police the web, but we can be a responsible citizen. And, uh, you know, they say that they were an, uh, they were giving unwitting help to these people. And I think that they were quite fucking witting. When they oh, I'm this. sure
1: we'll see that they took ad money from them. Of
0: course they did. Of course they did. Of yeah, course that, they I did. I would count that as witting. Yes, that's very witting. <laughs> very witting. Oh man, I didn't even put in the 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 one story about ad money because uh, Team Trump is back on Facebook now because they're paying for ads. So, uh, was it uh, tw- like 20 million dollars will get you uh, in Zuck's good graces again? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, uh, that's pay to play. Pay to play. Um, Back to Google, though. Google is using AI to design its next generation of AI chips more quickly than humans can. This comes from. Has nobody seen Terminator? Well, not that's 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 not why I put this in here because whatever, that's fine. (laughs) But the first line is Google is using machine learning to help design its next generation of machine learning chips. I can only beat this horse so much. Oh,
1: oh, I've given up on that, but I get it. But yeah, it's more of course. fun. course, the, more the fun. headline has AI. The article has machine learning. I'm sure they switch back to AI at some point in the article and then back to machine learning because nobody can fucking figure this out.
0: <laughs> Our method has been used in production to design the next generation of Google TPU, writes the authors of the paper, led by Google's head of ML for Systems. And okay. then
1: the next sentence, AI, in other words, is helping accelerate <laughs> the future of AI development.
0: See, they have to put in this kernel of truth where it is just machine learning, but they need the AI juice. You know, this is like this AI is the blockchain of now. So you have to do it. There's just no two ways around it. Okay, fine. All right. And Google also trying to do something nice here. Google Voice is discontinuing the SMS forward feature. I got this email. And on August 1st this year, they're going to remove support for Google Voice that lets you automatically forward messages that you receive to your linked carrier number, which sucks because that was one of the only features I actually used my Google Voice number for.
1: (laughs) You know, I mean, I get why they're doing it. They're trying to stop spam. But how about you just do a verification system and let actual people continue to use the service that is actually somewhat useful?
0: Yeah, and don't give it away for free, you know? Yeah, charge for it. As a paid user, I would like to keep my, you know, SMS forwarding. Look, you're Google. This isn't that
1: hard. You can set this up. You can take a payment. You can verify a person's identity. You can monitor an account using your AI slash ML learning algorithms.
0: And if you see a shit ton of text going out, you shut it down. Well, not that hard, guys. Here's the thing, though. Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google right now, is kind of in the hot seat. And there are a lot of people that say he's dropping the ball over at Google big time. And I kind of tend to agree. So uh, I don't know if his days are, you know, going to be that long there because people are starting to get really pissed off that, you know, they're not innovating like they used to. It's They're slow moving. They used to be quick. Now they're mm-hmm. just a big old slop of, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they are like 17,000 companies, too. I mean,
0: they're too damn big. Yeah. That's it. Too big to pivot. Too big to yep. pivot. Uh, and speaking of too big, sort of, uh, let's get let's talk to about our friends at Amazon. We haven't talked about Amazon in a while. Okay. At least I, I've, we've had a week off and I never remember what we talk about on the show anyway <laughs> from the week before. So, yeah, uh, this one comes from the, the New York Times article about Amazon workers. And I'm just going to go from the Business Insider version because it was much shorter, and easier to read. <laughs> Amazon burns through workers so quickly that executives are worried they'll run out of people to employ, according to a new report. Well, they've got 150 percent turnover rate. And a lot of this is because, A, it's a crappy job. B, the algorithms are designed to get rid of people over and over again. They have churn built in and they want churn. And which I'm like, okay, well, if you want churn, you're going to be firing people and you can't be pissy when you run out of people to hire because you fired Mm -hmm. them all. So this just makes me think of the Matrix. And soon we're going to have Amazon baby farms (laughs) because we're just running out of it, you know. And uh,
1: again, there's a pretty simple solution here, Amazon. Uh, You're already not paying taxes. How about you take some of that money and pay the employees well enough that they'll want to stay
0: or hire enough of them where they're not having to pee in bottles, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Let's get some more shifts in shorter shifts, more people and don't, you know, just, just stop. Just really, I can wait an extra four hours, you know, (laughs)
1: whatever. I, I, I really don't need same day. I've come to this realization, especially throughout the pandemic, that, like, I don't need same day. You can take a couple days. I'm okay with
0: that. Yeah, and and nowadays, you can check the box to say come later and you get a little digital credit that you'll never use. But it's funny, you know. For
1: some shit that you don't need.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, like, after, you know, now that things are opening up, I find myself not wanting, like, I I haven't ordered delivery food. Obviously, since we got back out, go to the store, go to the restaurant, pick it up cook at home, do whatever. But I have not, you know, I I mean, I think May 1st was my two weeks after my second vax. But even after my first shot, we we stopped ordering in, you know, right. saved a yeah. ton of money, too, by the way. It's like yeah. delivery adds up. It really does. Unless it's Amazon <laughs> where it's free and it's on the the broken backs of the slave laborers. <laughs> but... <laughs> And here's another fun one, though. This one came out uh, yesterday from the Seattle Times. Internal Amazon documents shed light on how company pressures out 6% of their office workers, too. So this isn't just the warehouse people. They're actually shuffling through office workers to, you know, get the cream of the crop to the top. Well, you're going to run out of people because not everybody's great. You have to understand that algorithm. Yes, an algorithm is fine if you're doing, you know, if you're really trying to find a data set of the perfect cat photo and you can bubble that up to the (laughs) top. But these are people are a finite resource. I mean, I know we make a few more every year, but birth rates are down. So better get to that baby farm, you know,
1: they're going to need a baby farm because I was actually just thinking about that on my trip, too, because I know an awful lot of people my age that have not had kids. And if you're my age and you haven't had kids yet, you're not going to have kids.
0: Oh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not.
1: <laughs> yeah, although you're not, I'm, I mean, I'm older I than know you know a bunch of people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's the other thing that they're they're not thinking about. And this is like, you know, probably econ 101, even though I've never taken econ 101. If you're not paying people that work in your warehouses enough to have, you know, I don't know, maybe even buy shit that you sell, you're going to run out of people to sell too. We've said this. I mean, I, I know I brought this up like maybe on episode five of the show eight years ago. I'm like, you guys got to be thinking ahead because people are just going to run out of money and well, yeah. not be able to Look, buy your it, stuff. You've got you to pay
1: people a livable wage. I don't understand how we're, we're still ar- even arguing this. It's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, Amazon does pay pretty high, but the problem is they work you to death for it. Yeah, that's the biggest issue. It's like, it's yeah, you can make more money, but you're going to kill yourself doing it. That's why we've seen a lot of people. I mean, you know, staffing is almost impossible in half of the industries here in LA. It's like, I can't go to the vet because everybody left. Uh, No restaurants have full staffing. Everybody's just decided to say, fuck it. You know, it's like everybody's had this, you know, general realization. It's like, I'd rather work to be happy because life is short. We just watched 600,000 people die in the last year. And it's like, you know it could happen to me any anytime, so I think there was this general existential awakening from people to say i don 't want a shitty job anymore
1: I a hundred percent agree with you that that is what i 'm seeing as well. People have kind of come out of this going, what Why was I doing what I was doing? It was miserable, I was miserable, and i wasn 't getting anywhere
0: yeah, yeah, just yep. on this you know this treadmill, basically. Um, yeah. Well, Amazon does have another type of treadmill, and this one <laughs> this just came out of <laughs> Scotland. Uh, one Amazon warehouse destroys 130,000 items per week, including Mac- MacBooks, COVID-19 masks, and TVs, some of them new and unused, says a report. Uh, this is over at Business Insider, and apparently, uh, instead of recycling or upcycling or refurbishing, they're just destroying just gigantic amounts of stuff,
1: I have the scene from Toy Story three in my mind right
0: now. There you go, there you go. Yeah,
1: that, that that's insane. I've, uh, you know, and it makes me think about you know the the false uh, market for diamonds too. You know, uh, dump a bunch back into the ocean. We got to keep the numbers down mm-hmm. so we can keep
0: our prices high. Yep. Thank you to beers for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. so, and, and, you know, we've had this story before about, you know, them trucking returns all the way across the country because there were no local landfills next to where the warehouses were that were getting it. This is not a mm-hmm. new story. And this one actually comes from 2019. Uh, we don't have any numbers on, on recent stuff, but you know, some, some whistleblower inside kind of gave a, uh, an inside view on this and it's just, it's I mean honestly I think it it feels criminal to me. I mean yes, there, it does feel criminal. It's like But I do have an idea for Amazon to monetize this. How?
1: Okay, don't destroy the stuff. Stick it all in a landfill and start up a new program called Amazon Subprime. And <laughs> if you if you pay 20 bucks a year, you get to go dumpster diving in Amazon's lots.
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, right? Subprime. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and since they do have all this stuff that they are going to take – need to take to the dump, uh, they've just reportedly bought 1,000 autonomous truck driving systems, which could pave, pave the way for one day ditching drivers, says Business Insider. Um, yeah, we knew this was coming. So yep. that's not, not the new <laughs> – Nothing new. Nope. Um, <laughs> and autonomous truck driving will probably be here faster than autonomous cars because it's much easier on the on the highways. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes
1: I drove some pretty sketchy highways through central California. And I, I would not want to be next to one of these.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I've driven across this country many times and there are a lot of uh, a lot of places where these things would get jammed up big time. Mm-hmm. It's called construction and bad weather and bad roads, you know, and people and animals, you know, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you have, you know, life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life finds a way. But, you know, all these stories have me kind of wanting to sign the petition to keep Bezos in space. This is over <laughs> at Change.org. Do do not allow Jeff Bezos to return to Earth. Now, I went this morning. I, we I would like now? to know who would enforce that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so since this morning, 5,000 more people have signed the petition. It's at 80,325 right now. So mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't even going to put this in here because it's silly. These Change.org yes. petitions are silly. But – in true internet fashion, there is scumbaggery everywhere. I sign the petition. Right. I click my little thing. And I get, to, I get a page that says, can you chip in $11 to get this petition on the agenda? First off. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, first off, fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, what agenda? What agenda is the keep Jeff Bezos in space p- petition going to? Uh, we're go- is it going to Space Force? Are they going to put it I in space figure jail? Maybe
1: we're... We're going to hire Space Force to keep him uh, from coming back. Is that the plan?
0: That could be because obviously we don't. You know, Amazon doesn't put enough tax dollars into Space Force to keep them flying, so we have to fit the bill just to keep Am- uh, Bezos up in space. Uh, just it's, look. Oh, come on, eleven bucks. Like I, I, like I said, I, I, let him come
1: back. Just charge him a toll of about oh, I don't know, five billion dollars.
0: Yeah. Per foot. <laughs> so, and here's the here's the other thing about this is when you go to that page, there's a little scrawl on the right that shows people's names and how much money they've donated. And there was like mm-hmm. you know eleven dollars, twenty five dollars, fifty dollars, all this stuff. Now, you and I know that most of that stuff is absolute and utter bullshit because <laughs> you can script well, that in five minutes.
1: There, there was one donation of a billion dollars from Mackenzie Scott. <laughs>
0: oh talk about somebody who's one of my new favorite people
1: (laughs) yeah no shit
0: she can't give the money away fast enough i don't know because amazon just keeps making more sigh sigh i saw this one this was a head shaker OnlyFans is reportedly in talks to raise new funding at a valuation above 1 billion as it plots (laughs) a move away from adult content to become more mainstream play taps cue taps because they're done they're done. They're done because as we've re- remember, Tumblr, Tumblr was great. Yep. Took out the porn, then automatic scr- came in and bought it for twenty five bucks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You got to have the point. And, you know, there are about a dozen of sites out there that you can do this on already that have non-adult content. Um, Patreon.com slash GOG, by the way. Yep, there's that. But, yeah. uh, you know, the founders want
1: to walk away with a nice massive paycheck, and that's about it. And like you said, the company will then fall into ruin, and all everybody that's employed there will be fired. Not to mention the safe and lucrative space that exists now there for sex employees to make a living will disappear, and welcome to America 2.0. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> hey. It's a business model, I guess. I suppose. (laughs) And my final story in the news for today is Tesla backs vision only approach to autonomy using powerful supercomputer. Woo. Okay. So they're going to ditch the radar and LIDAR sensors and they're just going to go with cameras. Right. What could possibly go wrong? So they've got this new computer that, uh, it, it does a uh, 1.8 e-flops, which I'm guessing is an exaflop. Um, right. And, uh, this guy that works there says that, uh, it might be the fifth most powerful supercomputer in the world, but he then conceded later that his team has not yet run the specific benchmark necessary to enter the top 500 supercomputer rankings. So he has drunk the Tesla Kool-Aid by just making shit up, <laughs> make shit up. Right. Yeah. Also just, just for a second, uh, how much would the
1: oh I don't know 5th or maybe even the 10th most powerful supercomputer in the world cost and
0: can it be part of my car cheaply? Well, you know, this is the thing. You know, <laughs> yes, they're talking about their giant supercomputer with 5760 GPUs in it. I'm like, "Okay, great." Um, yeah, it's not going to fit in my trunk obviously, and I guess yes, they're doing using this to to build the data set that the cars will then use. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to go to cameras only. Now, Brian, let me explain something here. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that you, as a ex-software guy, know the <laughs> uh, definition of a SPOF, a single point of <laughs> failure. Yep. So cameras are kind of just if you're going with one, one system of sensors for your car, which are cameras, uh, that could be considered a SPOF. So could, I don't know, a muddy road uh, that gets dirt on the cameras. Oh, or maybe quite large bug. Yeah. Snow, big bugs mm-hmm. driving through. Well, actually, as we've as we've tested on this show before, there are no more bugs. There are in no the because we've killed everything. They, yeah. Thank you, Monsanto. Or just spray paint. I could just put some spray paint on there. Even just clear spray paint would be enough that you couldn't tell that I did it, but it would be enough to screw up the cameras. So right. I don't give a shit how big your supercomputer is. If you just got a couple cameras on your car. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. And this pisses me off because Tesla needs a win. You know, Tesla hasn't been really knocking it out of the park lately. They need a win because I need my stock to go back up so I can sell it. So cut (laughs) it out with this shit, please. Warmer, sunnier days are calling and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of Chef Crafted Meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian-approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This May, supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices, spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. That's code Grumpy50 at Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-Day Risk-Free Challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to geog.show/vpN and try out the best VPN on the planet, completely risk-free. That's slash vpn What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along
0: the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend and save what you believe in every single day.
1: So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
2: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. Uh, Bo Burnham is a comedian who does a lot of music-based comedy. I would not really seen anything that he had done before. This is the first thing I've seen. So uh, if you don't know the story behind this, he shot this entirely by himself, edited it entirely by himself, did it all during the pandemic. And um, whoa, it was um, it was very funny. It was very rough at times. It was touching. It was moving. I would say this is the current, at least, gold standard of how to deal with the pandemic via art or comedy. Uh, I don't know if you watched it Jason but it was uh, it was very good I thought
0: See I couldn't get. I I didn't like it I I thought really? I thought his technical prowess for what he did with the you know by filming it himself and just everything that he did to make it work I was like mm-hmm. thoroughly impressed but I didn't like the music. I didn't like the songs. They didn't really do anything Are you kidding for me. me? The songs were great. They could have been generated by a songbot AI that listens to our show. I I just couldn't get into it. I think I think the biggest problem I had that creeped me out was his face is too close to the camera all the time. It just creeped me out. He was invading uh-huh. my space, which irked me <laughs> a bit. Okay.
1: I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. But there you go. So comedy is a comedy.
0: Subjective. Sort of.
1: Subjective, that's right. And uh, since we had a week off, I found myself able to listen to some music instead of just consuming tech podcasts on bike rides to stay up to date on everything. And uh, these are all new releases that I listen to as well. So I also kind of view them through the pandemic lens because you've been sitting at home for a year. How are you processing that? What do you have to say about it? Um, Everybody that I listen to here are women. Uh, considered alternative or at least vaguely alternative. And I asked my super mega industry music lawyer wife, uh, where are the alternative rock boy bands these days? And, uh, basically she said they don't exist. No major label will sign one right now because they don't sell and they don't create fan bases, but women artists do. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the first thing I listened to was K-Flay. I've been a big fan of hers for a while. She has a new EP out called Inside Voices. I loved all of this. She's angry. She's scared. She's ready to go out and get it. Uh, it made me wish I was young again, actually, because I'm <laughs> far too old to be listening to that kind of music, but it was awesome. Any relation, really to, liked any, it.
0: Any relation to B-Flay? Bobby Flay?
1: No. No. <laughs> okay. No relation to b <laughs> Okay. just <I was> <laughs> And Lord put out a new single called Solar Power, and I loved her first album. I was pretty lukewarm about the second. Uh, this one felt the most—well, I mean, Lord is basically an, a, a machine creation. She's an AI created by a record label to sell records. Uh, and there's a vague attempt by her to be to have kind of the hot vax summer anthem, except the song is just slow and anemic, and it never kicks in. And she doesn't really seem to have an opinion on anything other than she wants to be out in the sun and eat some strawberries.
0: That Get in seems line. To be the
1: deal there. Uh, <laughs> it feels like an anthem for the young girls that shop for Coachella and want to be part of something without ever understanding anything. It's okay. just a, a nothing burger. Uh, Marina, which is who used to be Marina and the Diamonds, but has now rebranded herself as just Marina. Uh, another artist whose first album absolutely thrilled me to this day. She has a new one out called uh, "Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land." I kind of lost interest in her for a while because she changed direction and tried to be super commercial. And was pretty successful at it, so I didn't have high hopes for being interested in this album. But I fucking love it. Like she, she sat and thought, "This is a, the, there, are, there are songs about climate change, sexism, racism, income inequality, right? All the motherfucking wrongs and do it now, assholes!" Is what this album says, and I'm here for it. It was great. And the final new album I listened to is old school. It's Garbage. Um, They've been around since I was young enough to, you know, enjoy this sort of thing. And they have a new one called No Gods, No Masters. Um, I don't know if you ever knew the band Curve, Jason. They were one of my favorite bands. And Garbage has always been considered a Curve ripoff, Mm -hmm. but uh, kind of more poppy. And, uh, you know, they take the sheen on it. But uh, they've finally gone full curve. This is a raw, angry hard album surely has no more fucks to give and it's a brilliant but somewhat difficult album but is by far the best they've done in years oh that's so, good some good listening
0: yeah all right yeah and uh, sticking on the music beat we just watched uh 69 the saga of danny hernandez mm-hmm. which is uh takashi 69 that little idiot Dude. Yeah, that weirdo dude. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh you're not gonna like him anymore if you watch this. <laughs> I never knew his backstory, so it was interesting to watch. Uh he's a little shit bird and uh mm-hmm. a stool pigeon. He's a rat. He's a total rat. He flipped <laughs> faster than a pancake on everybody he knew. So um yeah, I don't expect he'll have his story will have a happy ending whatsoever. Right. And he seems kind of like a no talent asshole. Yeah, that seems to be my impression as well. Yep. Uh we did watch the first two seasons of Lupin on Netflix. Um mm-hmm. uh, we I I kind of put this on the back burner everybody had been recommending it because uh it was in French and you know by the end of the day my eyes are sore and I don't like to read subtitles. <laughs> and neither does my roommate. So I watched the first one uh with the French subtitles and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And uh, we started watching it together, and she's like, "I can't, I can't read it. We're old. We can't. We don't have the eyes for it anymore." So we <laughs> flipped on the, you know, the captioning or not the captioning, the um, uh, what do you call it? the overdubs, the dubs in English, yeah. and uh, they did an amazing job. After watching oh, it in good. French and then flipping to English, uh, th- I mean, there was a. It, it, just matched, they did a great job. they matched the dialogue, everything was perfect, not like some you know foreign movies where I was about to say it doesn't that's match. pretty rare yeah i we watched the <laughs> yeah. whole the whole two series um it was kind of cheese it, the first one was the best episode, but the rest were really good. It just kind of reminded me of hustle, the BBC show, the con artist show met yeah. burn notice almost so there's there's not a lot – there's not a whole lot of seriousness in it. I mean, they try to be serious, but it's lighthearted for the most part, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't wait for season three, which has been picked up. Cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. Um, and one of the things that living with, you know, someone of the opposite gender, you, you have to watch shows <laughs> that you generally wouldn't watch, like The Real Housewives or things like that. <laughs> And uh, I got drugged into, dragged into watching Legendary on HBO Max, the mm-hmm. uh, the you know the ballroom scene, not not the right. ballroom that you think of, basically, <laughs> <laughs> when you think of standard ballroom. Um, we watched the first two seasons. Uh, we watched the first season when it came out, and then we just w- finished the second season, and it's been renewed for season three. I'm a ballroom expert now, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, that was the weakest duck walk I've ever seen. Hey, man, if you're going to do hands, do hands. And me, I'm just like screaming at the TV, judging everybody. I, it turns, hey, it's, it's, it's a fun show.
1: It really it, is. It's good to be exposed to things you wouldn't normally expose yourself to. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean other people on the street in a trench coat.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. And I, I mm-hmm. honestly, I thoroughly love the show. It was because um, <laughs> it was one that came out every week. So you couldn't you couldn't binge it. You can now that it's over, but we watched every episode in order, and um, right, it was it's a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. I gotta say, excellent, yeah, highly recommended. And uh, Steve over on Patreon says listening now to the um, the other one, the uh, the Crypto Queen one that we talked right. about before, mm-hmm. and he says there's another BBC podcast calls called the Lazarus Heist about Korean hackers. Pretty good listen. Covers the Sony hack amongst others. Um, I'm up to date on it i kind of binged it over the weekend fantastic Mm -hmm. oh man really yeah the bbc can put a show together man they really can where's your argument that it's not a podcast it is a podcast i mean i got it on
1: my podcast player there's a it's but that's what i said about the npr podcasts and you said they weren't
0: podcasts no i just said they were reruns because npr is just (laughs) rerunning their shows Hmm. that npr is i mean got it on my podcast player but it, they're they they're just reruns that were government funded. You this don't know if they broadcast
1: this on BBC Radio.
0: They might have. Well, they might have. I don't know. Either way, okay. I don't care. I give a, you know you know it's <laughs> it's the AI fucking machine learning. I can't I can't look. Everything is everywhere care anymore. Now, so Yeah, everything I, is everywhere. I really can't be bothered to care anymore. But I the show is fantastic. So it's Excellent. Um, I will add it. Yeah, it's on part ten now. I think there's probably going to be twelve parts. So you got plenty of time to catch up. But. Uh, Yeah, it is the best look into the Lazarus group that I've ever heard. And they've they've definitely showed me that the Sony hack was definitely done by them. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. And the fifth and final
1: season of Kim's Convenience has dropped on Netflix, at least here in the U.S. Um, I've gotten up to the very last episode, which I'll be watching tonight. I'm not – I don't know how I'm going to feel about this because uh, if you don't know the backstory on this, uh, nobody knew that this was going to be the fifth and final season, uh, cast, production, nobody because the, the executive producer basically just decided I don't want to do this anymore and the people that pay whatever network it's actually being funded by said, well, if we don't have you, we're not going to do it, so it just ends. Uh, but it's the kind of show that I don't know if it needs – a final episode because it's kind of just about everyday life and everyday life goes on. So I'll see how I feel about the fact that it's just going to be kind of another episode. We'll
0: see. All <laughs> right. All right. Ups and doodads. Well, Brian, over the break, I made a couple decisions that uh, I got your approval on. Uh, mm-hmm. First one is we are actually moving our main website from WordPress business to Podpage. And it's a hosting platform that is designed for podcasts and it's going to make my life easier, but there are some changes (laughs) that are going to happen. The first thing that people will notice is you don't have to go to the website anymore to get all the show notes. They're going to start being in the feed. So because pod pages actually takes our feed to build the pages for each one, which makes it easier for me. So I only have to do the show notes in one place. It's cheaper. So you and I actually make more money which is great. It comes with features that we pay another service for that we just canceled, which is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it looks better, which is also great. So. Yep. Win, win, win. Yeah. Geo except for the fact that I have to port over, um, the show notes from the previous episodes into the feed, which brings me to another point. (laughs) There are going to be a lot of back episodes with no links in it coming soon. Um, I, it'll get to the point where I just get too tired to keep moving them. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do a hundred of them. And then the back catalog can just, it it just is what it is. You know, half of those links don't work from the old shows anyway. So who cares? cares? They're old. Who cares? (laughs) Exactly. It's not like we're, we're not, we're not doing evergreen content here. So that's (laughs) the way that
1: goes. And we don't put ads on our pages, so it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, Yes, we do. Actually, we do put ads on the pages. Yes. Look at us. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know, because I'm the one that does it every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the links to this, uh, the uh, advertisers will be in the show notes in the players and on the new website as well. So okay, that will be there. Um, and another update, I was doing the uh, Adorama XP uh, live mm-hmm. streams every week. Uh, those yep. are no more. I am done. Okay. Uh did eight hours worth of those and uh, ran out of content. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns out the way that you have to get on Twitch is I, there's so many different layers of audio dumb fuckery that's going on to try and do a lot of the things I wanted to do with, you know, like mic demos and stuff like that. Uh, you're never going to get actual fidelity from the microphones that you want to test. So, uh, it's unfair to the actual manufacturers for me to be doing those things because the people aren't going to hear it. That's why, you know, YouTube is a perfect platform for that because you do the videos, you're, you're just going straight into the recording, blah, blah, blah. I had a ton of fun. You can catch my four episodes up for the next like, you know, month or two before they roll off. They don't keep them forever there. And the last episode is a two hour editing, uh, marathon. So there's lots (laughs) of good stuff up there. I did, did a ton of stuff, but yeah. And, uh, so, with the the death of my Adorama XP, and no, oh, by the way, there's still a sponsor. We still love Adorama XP. I'm just not going to be, or we love Adorama cameras. Uh, I'm just not doing the live You're just stream not anymore. not doing a show. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do the show anymore. Uh, it was just, it, it was too much. And I, I literally just ran out of stuff. But since that's done and I'm not doing my uh, podcasting course because I waited too long and nobody wanted it, I have zero need for a video studio anymore. So I am uh-huh. now, I am now, Out of the garage. The garage is gone. I am back in the house at my lovely Uplift standing desk with one computer, a monitor, a couple speakers, which means I have a garage full of crap to sell. So I'm selling everything. (laughs)
1: Or as related in previous episodes, just stop by Jason's house and he'll give you shit.
0: Yeah, well, you can talk to Dave, uh, Dave Bittner a little bit on <laughs> security, to see see what kind of goodies he got. Uh, no, I've already sold some of it. Um, I'm putting together the spreadsheet. I'm going to uh, basically key towards every, anybody living in L.A. They can come pick it up first. So if you're a show fan who needs audio gear that lives in L.A., hit me up offline. Uh, I'll get you the spreadsheet when it comes out or follow me on Twitter. I'll probably post it up there as well. Um, but man, there's a lot of stuff to get rid of <laughs> and right. nobody hires me as a producer anymore. So it's like, this is like a huge weight lifted off my back. It's like, I am good for you down to one desk. I can, I can focus on other things like working on this show more, which makes me happy. You know, there's that and always worried about if somebody was going to come steal my crap, you know, <laughs> or if it was going to burn yep. down, you know, cause renter's insurance doesn't cover a lot of that stuff. So that'd be just S O L. So just having everything down to one desk is just fantastic. It's so liberating. I miss it so much.
1: It's the way God intended you to podcast.
0: It really is. It really is. (laughs) I just got my MixPre-6. I got my my RE-20 and just set. That's all I need. Oh, man. Um, One thing that I don't need, though, and Facebook is trying to do this. They're trying to run ads in VR games on the Oculus platform. And... So So you can
1: walk into a McDonald's while you're in the middle of your shoot 'em
0: up I have no idea how they were going to do this. (laughs) And uh, the backlash was just instant and very loud. I mean, we talked about this on our Discord channel for a bit, some of the Mm -hmm. people that have them. And, uh, yeah, we're like, what the fuck are you thinking? So, anyway, there was a, uh, a paid title called Blastin' from Resolution Games. And they were going to be the first test case for it. Well, mm-hmm. they got so much bad press that they <laughs> said, yeah, we're not going to do that. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we're just not going to do if it. I'm, if I pay for something, I shouldn't get ads. That's ridiculous. Yep. it's yep. That's the way it should be. So uh, they're, I'm sure Facebook is scrambling trying to find somebody to let them put ads in their games. Or mm-hmm. how about this? Facebook, don't. Just yeah, don't. Just it, don't. Yeah. If you have your own apps, your own games, fine. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But... Stay away from third-party people, please. And this one was a strange uh, acquisition that happened last week. Day One has been acquired by Automatic. Automatic, okay. the maker of WordPress and owner of Tumblr, mm-hmm. now owner of Day mm-hmm. One. It's strange because Day One is a, it's a, basically a diary platform, like a journaling diary right. platform that is meant to keep stuff on your computer. It's not really meant for sharing, so I don't quite know what happened there. I'm guessing maybe day one was just running out of money and Matt was feeling gregarious and just swooped in and bought them. I don't know. Right. But even over on the Discord channel, we were all kind of scratching our head about that one. And I picked up a copy of Mastodon this week for 7.99 on the App Store. Okay. What is Mastodon? Mastodon. Mastodon is a oh, okay. uh, Mastodon <laughs> client. Okay. I've been trying to find a decent Mastodon client so I could just have it on all my machines instead of going to the different websites and things like that. And it does what it says on the tin because I'm I'm on one of the Mastodon channels for podcasting 2.0 Adam Curry's thing. And mm. I got I found a couple of them that are like, you know, news centric that I jumped on. But it I mean it does what it's supposed to do. Kind of looks like a, you know, like a Twitter clone, but Right. That's I just it.
1: don't need another place to go to.
0: Yeah, I, I had specific questions and conversations I wanted to get into yeah. on the podcasting gotcha. thing. So that was the only way to really do it was on Mastodon. I didn't like the web interface. So I just said, ah, screw it. Eight bucks, I'll try it. It's a decent client. Mm-hmm. I've tried a That's bunch fun. of other ones, and this is definitely the best one I've tried so far. So if Great. there's a better one out there, feel free to you know let us know in the Discord channel for sure. And uh, big hat tip to Colin from Twitter on this one. Uh, it's a Brave or Chrome and Brave extension called Tweak mm-hmm. New Twitter. Okay. Just gets rid of the cruft. It's nice. Yeah. It's just like the one that we used to use for Facebook. Uh, I can't even remember what that was because I haven't been on Facebook uh, in so long. Facebook Purity. Purity. Okay. Uh, FB Purity. Remember, they weren't allowed yeah. to call it Facebook. FB. That's right. <laughs> FB they can't Purity. call it Facebook. <laughs> um Yeah, so that it's kind of the same thing as that. You can get rid of all the crap. So highly recommend it. Yeah, it's much nicer experience.
1: All right, and uh, because I'm moving, I'm starting to pick up things for my new place. Uh, When I first moved into our my place here in Santa Monica, I got some of the I changed some of my outlets to have USB chargers in them, and they didn't have the fancy Type C back then. That didn't exist yet. Um, So I. I'm moving to the future for my new house in Toronto, and I picked up a pack of Leviathan T5633-W, 15-Amp, Type-C, USB charger-tamper-resistant receptacle, one-pack white. Picked up a few of those. Um, Looks great. Uh, Can't wait to install them. Uh, I found having them built into the outlets uh, in certain places in the house, like the kitchen or the living room, Super convenient, uh, not just uh, you know for ourselves, but for guests that come over, if they want to charge their phone easily, it's it's right there. So I if you are a tech guy and you've got a lot of things that charge with USB, I highly recommend changing some of your outlets to these. They're fantastic. Cool. Yep. And I checked out Neva. I've been oh, hearing yes. about it for a while, <laughs> and not just from Prof G., it's a paid, uh, I guess, $5 a month search engine that doesn't track or sell ads or anything, which sounds great in theory. I haven't had a chance to dig in as too much yet because I signed up right before I left on vacation and I didn't do much Googling or neva ing uh, but I will be checking it out and doing some A-B comparisons with Google. Uh, one of the criticisms I've seen a lot online is they supposedly rely on Bing to get a lot of their search results, but they do refute that and say they crawl the web themselves, so we'll see. I'd say give it a go. What do you have to lose? Because as we discussed earlier in the show, Google is evil. Uh, You can sign up and get a few free months, more if you unlock shit by uh, giving them some data or connecting things to make it more sticky so you'll stay, but whatever. It's worth a shot uh, because Google sucks and I like paying for services if it means they're better and they don't sell my
0: data. Are you listening, social media companies? Well, I tried it. Yeah. I ran it for uh, three days. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) there that's too bad (laughs) yeah it's it's too early like you know i i search for bike stores i just did a search for bike stores in my neighborhood and there are you know three within a quarter mile of my house and not a single one of them showed up i'd have to drive all the way across the valley if i listened to their results Okay. I'll have to check it out
1: a little bit more. Um, that That's unfortunate. What I did like, though, is you were able to go in and kind of put uh, preferred news sources and yeah. their news page I found very helpful. Very nice.
0: Yeah, that was decent. That was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll probably like do half and half with it. I'm not going to have it as my right. default search engine. 'Cause you can get the, the browser extension for it and you just don't need it as the default extension, but you can check out the home page and you can set those default news sources. But right. even like the new search wasn't that great. Uh, I think I think yeah. it's a great product in the future. It's not there right. yet. But um yeah, I did all of the connecting and things like that. So I've got like seven <laughs> months free. So I'm <laughs>
1: Yeah, so do I. So you know, I'll
0: keep it around. Hopefully it'll get better. Yep. Definitely worth checking out, and a big thanks to everyone who sent in uh, notes and screenshots about their discount experience with that Apple refund that I've been getting. Well, mm-hmm. good for them, not for me. <laughs> I got my, <laughs> uh, I got my receipt for my um, Apple One Premiere renewal, which is twenty nine ninety five, and there was no discount period taken <laughs> off from that uh, that mysterious credit that I keep getting for Apple TV Plus. So. Right. Don't know what's up with that. And of course, in typical Apple fashion, uh, nobody's e- like replied to my email yet. So whatever. <laughs> I wasn't expecting right. to get it. So whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I did pick, uh, pick up one more app called webcam settings. And I got this from the Mac app store for eight bucks. I've got um, a Logitech webcam, like one of the older ones. And the camera settings app just it doesn't work. On half my machine. So I just picked this one up. You can set the camera settings and it stays. They stay, which is what I need. You know, that's the biggest thing. I'm like, okay, I don't want to have to come in and reset everything every single time. So eight bucks, fine. It works, does what it says on the tin. So if you're having problems with your webcam settings or you can't get um, the Logitech camera settings app to actually, I don't know, work. Um, the, <laughs> it, my biggest issue is like the, the UI, it works, but the UI doesn't, have, the labels are backwards, like literally written backwards. I don't know how they right. did that, but the text is literally reversed. I'm like, am I supposed <laughs> to look at this in my webcam backwards so I can make, figure, I don't know, but <laughs> eight bucks, done deal. At the library.
1: Ralph wrote in and said, hi, Jason. For your information, Kindle purchases can be returned within seven days after purchase. From the digital orders tab, select the return for refund button next to the title you want to return. In the pop-up window, choose the reason for return and then select return for refund. So there you go.
0: (laughs) Thanks for Googling that for me, Ralph. (laughs) Appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I was on vacation for a week with three kids, so all I read was a shit ton of kids books over and over and over again.
0: All right. I read uh, Exhalation by Ted Chang, which is mm-hmm. a book of short stories. It's his latest book of short stories. Um, mm-hmm. His previous book of short stories, Stories of Your Life and Others by Ted Chiang. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the one that had the story that the movie Arrival was based on. Yep. So I haven't read that one yet. That one's in the queue because I finished Exhalation and I loved almost all of it. There was yep. – it, it seemed to be there was an inverse uh, proportion of – Length to enjoyment. The longer the story was, the less I enjoyed it. <laughs> the shorter stories yeah. were really good, got you thinking and left you wanting more. The ones that dragged on forever, I came away going, I, I feel like I wasted my time,
1: but... Now, see, I had read Stories of Your Life and Others first, and I felt like, oh, man, this guy is so good at short stories. I really want him to write a full novel. Mm-mm. And then I read Exhalation, and I felt the same way. Uh, I felt like, hmm, maybe he should stick with the short stories.
0: Okay, so you have read it before. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I've read them both. Yeah, they're fantastic.
0: Yeah, that one in the middle about the the digital pet things, that yeah. that was like three and a half hours of my life I wanted back. But
1: yeah, that uh, I remember that one standing out as being particularly boring.
0: But uh, most of them are really good. Yeah, they're really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So except for that one, and uh, my friend Brian Brushwood has a new podcast out, and I'm putting this in at the library because basically his podcast is called The World's Greatest Con. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. He hit number one in Apple. He's killing it with it. It's a great show. Amazingly produced. Um, but it's based on Operation Mincemeat by Ben McIntyre, which I've read and reviewed on the show before as a fantastic book. Um, but, I mean, he lifts the book almost verbatim into the podcast. <laughs> but he does wrap it in his own personal stories and gives it the Brian Brushwood spin. And, you right. know, I've known Brian forever. Um, and I, I love the guy, so I'm really happy that he's doing it. And the production team that he's got is top notch. the The music that they source, the way they pace it, it's 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 a great listen. They're they're up to episode three now, so link for that will be in the show notes. Check it out. Cool. Security. Ha! Dave Bittner is back. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the Social Engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. Co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. I can't read today. And finally, he's the co-host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of cyber threat intelligence. I will, I will, I'm going to change my glasses right now <laughs> as we roll into the show. It dawned on me I don't have my reading glasses on as I'm going back and forth like an old man. I'm like, what's, yes. what's that well. Shay over there? <laughs> well, how are you doing, Dave?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A bit of a hectic day today, but not in any sort of bad way. Just, uh, you know, scheduled f- uh, from thing to the next thing. And uh, some days are like that, but I can't complain. All righty. All righty.
0: So before we jump into proper security, if we even have any of that this week, <laughs> I mm-hmm. wanted to, I wanted to tell you about Penn Jillette's very poor OPSEC. Mm-hmm. Hmm. so I, I spent some money on his show and I did his Patreon and I got uh, um, a cameo video from him for my dad for Christmas last year. And nice. I'm going through, I'm, I'm putting everything into uh, iPhoto right now as my backup. Cause I've got everything in Google photos, which does amazing facial recognition and search and things like that. And then I put everything into iPhoto or Apple photos now, whatever they call it. And their face recognition is just the worst I've ever seen. It's, terrible, hmm. terrible. But they do have location tracking on your photo. So you can get a nice map of where you've been and all this other stuff. And, and you can sort, sort by media types. I'm sorting by video. Cause I was looking for a, you know, a bam, bam video probably at that point. And I came across this video of, uh, that he did for my dad. And you guys can see this in the, uh, mm-hmm. the show notes. We will not publish this <laughs> you know publicly, but you guys can see it. And, um, yeah, you can see that Penn definitely did this from his home in Las Vegas. And now I have a nice little <laughs> pin on the map of where he lives. So anybody that has gotten a cameo from Penn, I'm also assuming maybe that's a most perk. Most
1: celebrities. <laughs> yeah, um, or most yeah, celebrities. Probably. Yes. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah the so, <laughs> Slammer. Uh, no, the Slammer's gone. The Slammer has been destroyed. Right? Yeah, they, they ran it over with a tank a long time ago for a oh. movie.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, shows what I know. Yeah, that had to be like yeah, four I, years I think, ago. Yeah,
1: you know this is this is some aspect of of even Apple with its privacy uh, functions. Uh, so the convenience of tagging what your location when you do videos and all that sort of thing, and it's all done automatically. And if you're not terribly aware of it, and everybody's using their phones now, particularly for a company like and and a service like Cameo, it's you know pe- people celebrities are just using their iPhones to record these little videos and send them off. And, uh, you know, if anything, I think Cameo, the service it goes through, should have some sort of responsibility to strip this data from the files. But now, I guess they I don't.
0: I, I, no, no. here's the thing, though. This, I can't blame Cameo because I haven't gotten an actual Cameo video through the mm-hmm. service. This mm-hmm. came directly from Penn through Patreon. So, oh, okay. well, so I, think, uh, yes. I think that this is, you know, just him doing it. I don't know if Cameo strips it. I'm, I'm assuming they might. One would hope. One would hope. But otherwise.
2: <laughs> well, there's one way to find out. There is one way to find out. Anybody you want to stalk?
0: Who's the cheapest celebrity we can get?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Gilbert Gottfried, probably. <laughs> He's expensive as hell. Is He's he really? expensive. Gilbert was yes. one of the top, top okay.
0: five Cameo. Uh, I think he was number two on Cameo. For last oh, okay. year, yeah, he's huge. Right. Okay, so, hmm. maybe carrot. Well, I'll, I'll take
1: a gander <laughs> this week. I'm going to look through Cameo's uh, uh, catalog, as it were, and see if there's some obscure person that I've always uh, thought was either funny or intriguing. And and perhaps if if the price is right, if I can find somebody cheap enough. I will will order a Cameo and we'll check for the location Hmm. data.
0: Yeah, I wonder if we can find out if they do uh, Android or iPhone and maybe get one of each. Find somebody that has an Android phone and somebody with an (laughs) iPhone so
2: we can E-B test. Is Richard kind on Cameo? He'd be a good one. I'm not even sure who he is. I'm going to have to Google Uh, that. You'll recognize him when you see him. He's that guy. He was was, on Mad About You. He was in uh, Bugs Life. He's... uh, He's a oh, sort of yes. nebushy <laughs> kind of uh, character actor. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, instantly okay. recognizable. Just did not place the name right. of the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know, come to think of it, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure you can do this, but I've never tried to hide the location metadata on a video file before. Uh I suspect, I mean, it's just a setting on your your iPhone when you make the recording, but uh uh interesting it's interesting thing to think about i haven't really thought about that before
0: well maybe dave you'll get a cameo from me later today
2: (laughs) (laughs) right right we could share with each other and figure it (laughs) out that's all all the
1: three of us can sign up and we'll just buy each other's cameos
2: because no one Mm -hmm. else will (laughs) yeah gog slash cameo (laughs) or we could do it on your patreon there you go see Yeah. I'd be willing to do that. I'll I'll do people's outgoing uh, answering machine messages, you know. All right. We'll (laughs) set that up on our Patreon and we'll
1: take our 30%.
2: Actually, you know what? When I go to RSA every year, I usually um, end up doing a handful of little videos for people. Like um, people come up and they'll introduce themselves and they'll say, "Oh, my son is a big fan of the CyberWire. He can't be here. You know, would you mind uh, just saying hello to him?" And I'll, you know, we'll do a little, just a fun little cameo esque kind of thing. So, uh, oddly enough, people have asked me for that, not not to the point where I would. It would make any sense for me to be on Cameo itself, but in the very, <laughs> very narrow world of cybersecurity, <laughs> I've, I've had I've had that question asked to me and I'm happy to do it. So there you go. It's about as narrow as a celebrity as you can get, right?
1: Yeah. And how embarrassing would it be if you actually had poor OPSEC on your videos?
2: <laughs> yeah. I. Although, you know what? I think it's a cobbler's kids have no shoes kind of thing because <laughs> I mean, that comes up all the time where uh, – in fact, what, a, a couple months ago – Um, we had those stories about how the bad guys were targeting cybersecurity people. Um, Mm -hmm. remember that they were targeting them to try to get their information because, and I can't help thinking, is there a sense of overconfidence? I think it probably goes one of two ways. They're either overconfident or they are wicked paranoid about everything. Yes. What about no in between? Well, what about (laughs)
0: it? Can we, can we factor in ambivalence? Like I just don't care.
2: (laughs) Well, I, I, you could, although I'd probably I be in the that... wrong field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know how long that would serve you well as a professional, but certainly you could go that way. Good.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I see everything that way. I'm ambivalent about everything, so whatever. <laughs> now, this next story that I have, I just love because her name is Reality Winner. And obviously, mm-hmm. she did not <laughs> win reality. <laughs> For a while, (laughs) Uh, this is the uh, the NSA contractor who uh, leaked a document to the Intercept a while ago and uh, the Intercept dropped the ball and reprinted her actual, you know, printout which they right. then went and found the the micro dots on it and traced it right back to the printer it came from and had her in custody in, like, you know, 17 seconds. Because, <laughs> I don't know, that's what the NSA does. It's kind <laughs> so, of their thing, yeah. Yeah. They just went to their
1: <laughs> HP printer database, punched yeah. in the...
0: <laughs> right, right. But she's out now. she's uh, they, they let her go for time served and good behavior. I just... Uh-huh. Uh, I just, I, I, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't falter for what she was trying to do. Uh, whistleblowers. I'm always, you know, generally a fan of, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the intercept and I, I do believe, are they still even around? Cause I know Glenn Greenwald got the boot or quit or whatever. I, I, I tried not to follow him. I'm not a huge fan of them, but especially yeah. because of what they did yeah. to her, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's also uh, – people say that she got caught up in what was a, a very aggressive um, effort by the Obama administration and then uh, – which flowed through to the Trump administration of going after folks who are leaking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I think something that folks are kind of taking a wait and see on is how that's going to flow through to the Biden administration, I suspect – President Biden, having been a key component of the Obama administration, is probably following in his predecessor's footsteps and will be aggressively going after leakers and you know, leaks to the media and so on and so forth. But um, some people have made the case that uh, they went after her perhaps harder than she deserved. Um, I believe it was it – wasn't she got the longest uh, prison sentence for for anyone um, – for this sort of thing, I believe. I, I have a vague recollection that, yeah. Uh, yeah. that the 10 years she got was partic- was a particularly long sentence. Yeah, and the, so maybe the fact she's getting released early is more uh, in line with kind what of a they correction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It was the longest ever handed down for a government leak to a news outlet.
2: Wow. Hmm.
0: So there you have it. Yeah, have mm-hmm. so maybe she'll be now she's back to reality up to, hey,
2: I can't rap never mm, mind yeah. <laughs> back to life back to reality. uh this next but one she I, oh. she's got a gag order on her she's not allowed to talk about anything even when she gets out
0: yeah
1: yeah well so that's probably a good idea I was gonna <laughs> say I mean. that's a good
0: intervention <laughs> for her maybe yeah yes. yeah uh, why don't yeah.
2: we keep quiet
1: about stuff from now on
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, this next one I thought was pretty funny. Smartphone and smartwatch data led to husband confessing to murdering his wife. Well,
1: yeah. who among us has not been there? <laughs> oh, <wait>. <laughs> <laughs> Always unplug the uh, the Alexas.
0: Yep. Take, don't take your phone with you. Uh, yeah, yep. basically. Don't take your
1: watch. Don't check your blood pressure while you're busy murdering your wife.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much. It. <laughs> I just love that right. the, the, co- the detectives came up to him at, at the memorial service and uh, said, "Hey, can you come with us to Athens? We want to we want to help you or help us identify a suspect, but not telling him that the suspect was him." <laughs> mm-hmm. And basically, they showed him the evidence, and then he confessed eight hours later. Because, yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's the internet of dumbasses yeah. on this one. Well, right, you know, it, it, it's getting harder and
1: harder to not be tracked by things these days. Like, you basically just have to not have any electronics on you or near you um, at this point, right?
0: Yeah, you basically just have to run around in a unitard with no electronics on you, not take an Uber, don't drive your own car, uh, don't well, run a bicycle. Let's not talk about Dave's weekends. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: well, uh, I feel seen. I feel seen. <laughs> Yeah. So Yeah, I mean it was her so all these devices that they had, with the combination of their phones and her smartwatch, were keeping track of what they were doing in the house and none of that lined up with the story that he told the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently um, just
1: pulling the data cards from the home security camera that probably had it on video was not enough.
2: Right. He thought he was one step ahead of them. Um, But it's interesting also to think about how much that the smartwatch logs throughout the Mm -hmm. day. Yeah, um, a lot. It, it logs a lot. Yeah, right.
0: That's kind of you know, kind of their why you get. It's kind of <laughs> the point. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the fact that it's also logging it—that it's not just you know—it's not only when you when you reach down to your watch and say, "Hey, what's my heart rate?" or "What's my EKG?" or that sort of thing. Like it's uh, as the day goes on, it's keeping track of all that stuff, and and mm-hmm. it can be pulled up and. Um, you know, sadly they saw her heart rate, uh, go through the roof at a, at a terrible moment and, uh, then were it, able to use that against him. Yes. It yep. went up
0: and then it didn't. That's kind right. of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, mine, mine's always tracking because it's got the alerts. If something goes wrong, you know, the AFib mm-hmm. warning and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's always tracking and I can go back and look at my graph throughout the day and see it. So, yep. That's that's a feature, yeah. not a bug.
2: Mine um <laughs> mine gave me a fall warning the other day. Um Did you fall? I actually, no, I hadn't, <laughs> but I'd I um I was folding up the seats in the back of my car. They were folded down because I was hauling some stuff around in my car. And so I kind of slapped the seat to push it back up to its upright position mm. and evidently in that, the combination of that slapping motion and moving my arm really quickly, all I felt a funny little buzz on my wrist and and I looked down and it said, we, we believe you may have fallen. Have you fallen? <laughs> I said, and no. And can, you get, can you get up? Can you get up? Yeah. Well, and I was like, don't call 911. Don't call 911. <laughs> don't call 911. Yeah. Um but it was fine. Uh, but nice to know that it it was it was keeping track of, of that if something had happened and it would have called nine one one. So yeah,
0: all right. Cool. Here's here's the deal. Yeah. It's got so that's kind of like spank detection. So uh, you might want to <laughs> not use that hand if you're doing any spanking activities. You your right, phone gives right. gives
1: a gives you a you're going to go blind if you keep that up warning. It's not mm-hmm, that not the spanking
0: right. I was thinking of, but I thought maybe he might yeah. be spanking his wife in a moment of, of bliss. oh that kind of spanking. oh well because because you get the right. the fast motion on the arm and then the
2: stop see. and then right. Right. See, both Brian and I have been married long enough that we were thinking of the other kind of, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of spanking. Yeah. I,
1: I'm well past the spanking of the wife stage life.
0: I'm more along
1: the lines of let's have a glass of wine and go to bed early, but okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. And, uh, but just just to be sure, I do keep the watch on my left arm. Not uh, your spanking and I'm, arm. I'm, and and I am a righty, so that's, <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. So unless I go looking for some strain from myself, you know, uh, I, I
1: spent a long time, mean. much like baseball players. I spent uh, many years working on my ambidexterity for speaking. So I am a switch yeah. hitter.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a skill.
1: It's a skill that must be. It is. Changed. It's a skill. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not you as mean, still valuable gotta be able to as mouse.
2: As you know, baseball, you got to but... be able to mouse still. <laughs> yeah. You know, got to be able to mouse simultaneously. Yep. So, I was thinking you
0: your finishing move might be both cheeks at the same time. That's all you gotta. You know. Anyway,
2: this next story. <laughs> Moving I put on. this next story in here because uh, I know that perhaps once in a while, uh, some of the members of this show may take a virtual trip to Sweden mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. gather up things. <laughs> oh,
1: I don't know, like that HD Star Wars file that I, you lost when you yes. do your
2: hard drive properly. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of us may have benefited from those trips <laughs> that our good friends have 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 uh, taken to Sweden. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. so this is both a cautionary tale and also an interesting little bit of uh, of cybersecurity stuff here. The folks over at Sophos mm-hmm. have found um Some malware that when it goes on your computer, all it does is basically block you from being able to visit the Pirate Bay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Brought to you by the RIAA. Yep,
0: exactly.
2: (laughs) And what it does is they have all sorts of uh, decoy apps on the Pirate Bay. And when you download one of these decoy apps... Uh, it goes through and it modifies your hosts file on your machine, and keeps you from being able to hit the pirate bay.
0: That's not a very not, not sophisticated piece of malware. Does, but does it need
1: to be? I mean, beyond right. <laughs> because because Jason, you and I have been web development people all most of our lives. We know how we know what host files are and how to modify them and how to check them. But I would say. Dollars to donuts. If you took your average person and said, "Do you know? Do you know what a host file is?" They'd have no idea.
0: I don't know. Most of the people that visit the Pirate Bay probably do because it's you know you have to be somewhat sophisticated to you know search it out and run a BitTorrent client and things like that. I mean, I could be yeah, given more an credit an app than they you want. And you type <laughs> in what
1: you want to search for.
0: It's not that yeah.
1: difficult. <laughs> yeah, true. Not well, like, not like the, the old days. <laughs> nope, not like the old no. days. <laughs>
2: I think the plan here is that it's it's a lightweight thing. It's not really out to do much more than what it does, which is just mm-hmm. keep you away from there. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's just kind of clever and funny. And, and, I like uh, it. So, if any of us find ourselves unable to hit uh, the pirate pay, <laughs> check your host's file. Although, I guess you'd have to be on a Windows machine, which I don't think any of us are, right?
0: No, but we do have host files. So there's host files on Mac. See, Max, point made for Brian. Yeah, yeah Macs are, Max are <laughs> Unix based. So there is a host file, which, you know, sometimes you want to actually modify your host file so it doesn't call home to some of <coughs> Adobe, <the> Adobe <laughs> apps that you have maybe gotten here and there everywhere. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right,
2: right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, we used to use um, what was the app that did that that kept um, Little Snitch? Little Snitch. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Little Snitch was worth its weight in gold back in the day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to intercept all those calls back home. Yeah, I, yeah. S- I still
0: run yeah. it, but now I pay for Adobe, so it actually does its job now and <laughs> actually protects my computers.
2: <laughs> hmm Oh, mm-hmm.
0: how times have changed. But the other thing is the sophisticated people don't go to the Pirate Bay. So I don't know. I can't tell you the last time I actually got anything from them. We Is have, that right? Yeah, we have we have better dark
2: alleys nowadays.
0: Uh, all <laughs> right. Oh well, I'll, t-
2: I'll take your word for it.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I mean not to you know uh, incriminate myself or anything, but I've heard that you can kind of basically just Google thing you want to get torrent.
0: Yeah, and Bob's <laughs> your uncle <laughs> for the most part. Is that right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. But I think it's so much of a crapshoot now because so many of those files have malware in them now. I mean that's a it's a primary uh way to get malware onto people's systems is through pirated software. Even stuff that, that runs. So let's say you're looking for a copy of Photoshop, you'll get a copy of Photoshop, but you'll also get a little something <laughs> extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh in general it's just easier to be on the straight and
1: narrow these days. Pay for your software kids and yep. your media.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know yeah. about that, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> okay, I mean, let's not go crazy. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Well, I mean, uh, I think we've always had
1: a pretty hard and fast rule about that, which is as long, make it easy for us to get and relatively cheap, and we'll do it properly. Make it hard mm-hmm. and crazy expensive, then, well, Sweden
2: it is. Yep. Yeah. So be. That's it. true. I remember there were times when, if I wanted to, way back in the, this was probably in the '90s, if I wanted to get a piece of music on my computer or something, sometimes it was easier to go download the piece of music than to go find my CD that I owned and get the CD and put it in and rip the song. And you know, yep. It was just yep, fire up. And uh, I, Nap- I felt Napster no guilt about that. Yeah, Lime-Wire. well,
1: I already owned it, so yeah, exactly. I didn't feel guilty exactly. about it at all. So. Yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> feel guilty I about that. Yeah, no, that's you know, no. that's totally a legitimate use. It was off, right. you know, it's not oftenly did it, I own it once. I probably had it on cassette and then I had mm-hmm. it on CD and then the CD got scratched and I bought a second copy on CD. So, you know, <laughs> yep. fuck you guys. I'm not paying yeah. for this again.
2: <laughs> right. Yet another reason for me to buy the White Album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys have a, a couple minutes. I'll tell you a quick story about a ladder. Oh, do sure. tell. Do tell. So uh, I've, had, uh, I've had my eye on, on getting myself a nice long extension ladder for a while. Uh, now. I've dad had a few, dreams. Yeah, I've had a few jobs around the house that would require a ladder. And it sort of came to a head recently because I have uh, my uh, stovetop vent, which runs uh, out of the kitchen and out the side of the house. Where it runs out the side of the house is fairly high up. Mm. And some birds had nested inside the vent inside right. the, you know, the tube that goes from the outside. And so um, you could hear, if you listened carefully, you could hear the baby chicks behind my microwave, right? <laughs> when
0: right. the mama or daddy
2: <laughs> bird would come. Yeah. And this was fine and it was kind of cute and whatever. It wasn't a big deal. And then all of a sudden something started to smell bad, really ah, bad.
0: That's like how it really goes. Really
2: microwave, the microwave back
1: shielding might not have been that great. It was just a matter <laughs> of time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I decided, uh, you know, time for me to start thinking about doing something about this and, and, uh, time to get a ladder. So meanwhile, I've been driving home from work every day, driving through my neighborhood. And I noticed one of my neighbors is having a new roof put on their house and it's taking several days to have the roof put on. And I'm just sort of keeping an eye on their progress. One day I'm driving home and uh, it's kind of a drizzling outside and I see leaning up against the house is, a uh, Lovely, probably 24-foot extension ladder. Mm-hmm. And I see on the ladder a sign that says, free ladder.
0: Well, first jackpot. come, first
2: serve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, this is my lucky day. <laughs> so I drive home, run up the street before anybody else gets there, right? Yeah, and there's I going to be a gr- rush. <laughs> well, I mean, not every day somebody gives away a free ladder. And <laughs> ladder extension ladders aren't cheap either. No, you know, they're expensive. Like this one. Yeah. They are quite yeah. expensive. Yeah. So I uh, knock on the front door, and there's nobody there, and I peek inside, and the, sure enough, the house is not occupied. So I, I take the little sign off the ladder, and I put it on the front porch, and I grab the ladder, and I go home, and, and, I, and I'm very happy with my new ladder. And uh, all the next weekend, I'm doing odd jobs around the house. I go up, and I, I fix the thing with the vent and pull out probably 10 bird's nests out of the pipe Jeez. and all sorts of other things. Live in large with my new ladder. Right. And then uh, so I'm sitting on the couch there and uh, my wife is sitting at the other end of the couch and she's kind of scrolling through her, her emails on her phone and she pauses for a second and she looks at me and she says, oh, Dave. I said, yeah. She said, I don't think you're going to get to keep that ladder. I said, oh, why? She said, well, let me read you this email. And there's an email that went out to our community mailing list and said, dear neighbors, we are the owners of such and such address. We've been having lots of work done to the house, including a new roof and have had several contractors. Uh, and evidently, uh, another one of our neighbors got frustrated that we've had this ladder up for several days uh, and they put a sign on our ladder that said <laughs> free ladder. Now we're we're upset about two things. First of all, that someone would put the fake sign on the ladder, and uh, and also we're upset because we've lost our ladder. So, uh, if you're the person who is responsible for taking the ladder, we please please bring back our ladder. <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm like, well, email them back. We got to take the ladder back. <laughs> so. <laughs> emailed them back we took the ladder back and they were very grateful to get the ladder back we still don't know who put the sign on the ladder to me that's the real villain here right i agree <laughs> because you're, i don't find you a, you're not at fault at all dave if you're worried about that and looking for well thank you thank you very much i could just see you know like me in prison what are you in for well funny story uh, <laughs> there was a free ladder <laughs> right there was this sign on this ladder and reality I winner printed out it. a sign and put it on a ladder yeah no, it's just a little bit of social engineering here, and I, I bit the hook. So, anyway, uh, next day took a trip to Home Depot, and ladders were on sale. So I bought myself a new ladder. So I still I have a ladder, uh, just not a free ladder. Now, know, I was going to say why, why you should they have they fin- let you. You borrow should have finished all your chores. Yeah, <laughs> and then given the ladder
1: back. Finish everything up, and you know, push off buying a new ladder to another day.
2: That's true. I could have held the ladder for ransom. <laughs> we have your ladder. If you ever want to see your ladder in one piece again. <laughs> uh, or or I, will, I will return your ladder when I'm damn good and ready. I have more jobs to do around the house. You have already inconvenienced me with your, with your ladder story.
0: Well, here's, here's so, what gets me. How did they know that there was a sign on it before Dave the ladder left was the
2: I Because I left the sign on the porch. When I took and the that, ladder— and that oh. was your
1: that was your fault. That was your problem. You would have <laughs> never had to purchase a ladder. You just had to take that sign home with you.
0: <laughs> Although well, no cuz yes. no cuz then they would have just thought Dave stole the ladder.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it right. would have just been See, yeah. And then another neighbor would have ratted me out. They would have said, "Oh yeah, we saw it was that was Dave running across the neighborhood." <laughs> Next. I got a big big ring smile on his face. face. He's on
0: my ring camera
2: with a ladder, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. Dave there is, he is, in a unitar with fi- no phone. <laughs> Dave is only fixing right.
1: things in the dead of night and all black.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the I don't know why, why he black a, I don't know why he's got a furry outfit on, but he looks awfully happy to have that ladder.
0: I saw the world's largest <laughs> raccoon doing roof work the other day. I have no idea what's going
2: on. <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know oh, so yeah, yeah. anyway all's well that ends well but i'd say be careful when you see something that has a sign on it that says free it's always do, too your, good to do, be true. do your due diligence right <laughs> <laughs> if there are no, there are no free lunches or in this case free, free ladders, ladders. Yeah. so that's my story for this week <laughs> lesson right. learned
0: well sorry to hear about your your troubles dave the ladder troubles yeah yeah You still should have let it. He should have let you borrow it at least, so you can get your work done and not have to go buy a new ladder.
2: (laughs) Seriously, Uh, no, no, no. It was an excuse for me to buy a ladder. There's no way I was look. Once I had a ladder, I'm not going back. Right? Look, there's no way I'm living without having a ladder. Now that I know what it's like having a tall ladder, no, I'm I'm having a tall ladder. So now I have a tall ladder. I'm good to go. But do you see how this works on this podcast, Dave? Jason is actively pissed
1: off at the people who had their ladder stolen. (laughs) I am.
0: They should have offered it to you because because here's the thing, Dave was obviously in need of a ladder, and he See, Jason yeah. is really so, pissed at them. So they should have they should have really let you said hey so thanks for bringing it back but you 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 sir you know you are you really in need of a ladder that bad because right. you, we
2: live True just, gentleman that you are.
0: Exactly. You brought it back so we feel that we must reward you. You can use our ladder anytime you like because we just live up the street. We're being neighborly and you did they a good They
1: rewarded D. him
2: with a step They rewarded
1: him with a step stool. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right right. It's a, it's a little it's a little plastic ladder from a from a Tonka truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 been bronzed and I, I yeah, stick it on my front porch. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, That's my story. I'm sticking to it.
0: (laughs) Talk to you next week. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got James, Craig, and Ron. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And over at PayPal, we've got Andrew, Natalie, Linda, Ralph, Mark, Miles, Nathaniel, Tom, Michael, Michelle, Tom, Andrew, John, Mark, Joseph, and John Andre. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, everybody. And over at our tip jar that we have now, where you can go directly to us, we've got Spencer, Anthony, Michael, Elaine, and Anne. Love you all. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. And at iTunes, we have a five-star review this week from Hanku. Had to download this app to leave a review. I started listening to these guys two years ago, and I look forward to each new episode. Do you love Google Chrome? So do they a lot probably sponsored by Google. Are you a fan (laughs) of Elon Musk? Not as big a fan as these two. Want to hear all the good news about crypto? Well, these are your guys. Do you own a ring camera? Tune in so you can listen to people who own multiple rings. My only issue with them is that they are sponsored by Blue Yeti Microphone, even though it is obviously the best microphone ever and they use it all the time. And it's just a little weird how much they love that microphone. All in all, an entertaining podcast (laughs) by two dudes that wish they could join Clubhouse and dream about owning NFTs.
0: Very funny. Though.
1: Okay, I, I love the snarky, funny review, but I'm concerned now that somebody's going to read that <laughs> and not listen to our show.
0: I know, that's so, the, the downside you know, of it. I'm like, it's very funny if you know the show, but if you don't know the show, it's just like, what?
1: Especially coupled with like that one-star review that we got that actually told us that we loved Google. I
0: know, I know. <laughs> this might this might be spiraling out of control.
1: Uh, okay, maybe dial the snark back down a little
0: bit, guys. <laughs> Uh, and a big thank you to Doug Amoth over at Fast Company. He uh, put us in one of his four Tech Podcasts You Should Be Listening To article. So mm. big thanks to Doug. He says, sporting a nice balance of serious sensibility, sarcastic cynicism, and downright funny moments. It's a good case study of the realities of online experience. Um, I think I'm going to steal that for our, our show description. <laughs> I really might am. as
1: well. It's mm. actually really nice that we got put in one of these. It's been a long time. I've actually kind of felt like... Uh, Are we just like throwing our show out into the void because there's just been – no one has written up uh, or even mentioned us in articles and there are thousands of podcast articles every week. So it's it's nice to actually be noticed by someone. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Doug. It it made me feel warm and fuzzy just for a little bit. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo, And I'm Jason DeFilippo. (laughs) Hey,
1: somebody typed that in wrong, Jason.
0: (laughs) Well, since somebody didn't do many notes this week (laughs) – Nope. let you and i'm brian schulmeister
1: (laughs) thanks for listening to grumpy old geeks if you enjoy the show visit gog.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever you can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies it's easy and absolutely free show notes for this episode are at gog.show slash 511. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channels if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to gog.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show slash review and toss us a snarky review, not as snarky as that last one, and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy.